0: Hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz over here.
1: Rev Z right here.
0: And this is Ministers Talking Shit. Happens every Friday morning at 7 a.m. mountain time. Actually, we usually start a little earlier, we just don't turn on the cameras till now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and boy, do we
1: have some shit to talk about today, huh, Z? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh the, the the future of democracy in this country. Is at stake here. We, you know, we've heard that statement many times over the past year or so, uh, with the with the uh, January sixth stuff, and 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 the trying to rig votes or not rig votes or have have uh, have the Secretary of State's find votes. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are in peril when yes. we look at. You know, First and foremost, we have a Supreme Court justice for 20 years, not two years, not one year, 20 years has been taking trips that were not declared, which they should be, with a billionaire out of Texas, uh, and he's just living it up.
0: Folks, if you're wondering what we're talking about here, yesterday, ProPublica report uh, released a report, an article uh, ex- explaining how Justice Clarence Thomas from the U.S. Supreme Court and his wife, Ginny, uh, known as one of the uh, promoters of the insurrection, uh, have been taking lavish trips on uh, a billionaire's private jet, private helicopter And a huge private yacht all across the country, all across the world. And it would appear they've been doing this for about 20 years. Uh, And uh, actually, they said that the trip started five years after Thomas joined the bench. So all parties are claiming that nothing untoward happened. There was no influence happening. Uh, Neither of us believe that bullshit. Uh, You don't spend 20 years on somebody's private yacht and they don't twist your ear once or twice about at least some of the cases that are going on in the world. So, um, I mean, this one looks really, really ugly because, well, you know, at least there's one, one black man on the Supreme court, but that's debatable, but he (laughs) seems to exactly, he seems to be acting more like an entitled white guy than he does someone there to uh to help balance the scales if you will a little.
1: And they have an interview. I don't know how old the interview is. I saw it uh and he was saying, "Well, I feel more comfortable in parking lots and Walmarts and you know, trying to paint this picture of himself being a normal everyday working class kind of person and and having that kind of background." And I'm not sure what his background is, and and, and I mean being a black man in this country given where he grew up i mean it probably was a humble but that ain't happening now right Right. uh and he's definitely not uh a representative of of the conditions that are facing african americans and other brown people in this country and people of color uh it appears to me now that's just my humble opinion (laughs) i got a hard time Believe in he
0: has slept in a Walmart parking lot at, at any time over the last 20 years. You <laughs> and yes, he did come from very humble roots in a small town uh in Georgia, just out of Savannah, uh, was born in 1948. So he came up, um, you know, he was a young man in the Jim Crow era, let's put it that in uh in, and was a young child. He saw uh the injustice. He was probably a victim of the injustice for a long time. Um but it would appear that the oppressed has become the oppressor in this case. Without a doubt. We're going to keep an eye on this story, folks, and see where this all goes. You know, the truth is, AOC and other Democratic leaders are already calling for an impeachment. However, uh, there has only been one in one Supreme Court justice impeached, uh, and he was not convicted. Uh, we looked that up. Uh, Samuel... Uh, I forgot the name already, but uh, this was back in the uh, late. He was a, a justice in the late 1700s, early 1800s, and uh, was impeached. But uh, again, they they weren't able to remove him from office. Um, mm-hmm. No one has ever been directly removed from the office of Supreme Court. But hey, we we're setting precedents this decade. Perhaps we we're going to have our first here. Uh, that would be all right.
1: I mean, we look, former President Trump was impeached twice and nothing happened. So, I mean, (laughs) why go through the process and why why spend the money and the time and nothing's going to happen? Okay, he has a a, a statement on his record that he was impeached. Okay, so what? I mean, that didn't stop him from doing anything. And he did it and he did it twice. So what does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Hey, maybe we'll
0: get lucky. Um, Because, again, folks, all of these trips uh, should have been reported on his financial disclosures as gifts. Now, the billionaire, Cook, I think is his name, is claiming that uh, these were all hospitality. Uh, But this rises above the level of hospitality, in my opinion. Um, So maybe we get him on on, uh, tax evasion. It sounds to me like he's been evading taxes on these gifts for 20 years, and uh, at a, a ProPublica, uh, uh, in uh, believes that the trip they reported on in 2019 probably would have cost uh, Clarence about a half a million dollars if he paid for it out of his own pocket. So, yeah, we might have uh, you know, eight, nine, ten million dollars in in. Uh, in uh back taxes that are you know taxes owed on that eight or nine million dollars respect yeah. of course but <clears throat> at some point folks i i know what we're calling for is it's time for everyday people to stand up and hold our elected and or appointed leaders responsible and accountable right, right. for for what they're doing because this, this is just disgusting in my opinion
1: i mean and 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 the pro and 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 the thing that's that's most trump democracy is at stake right now it's in peril when we look at all when you look at uh going all the way back to citizens trying to kidnap the governor in michigan and yeah and, and all of the stuff with with the with all of the gerrymandering and the redistricting that they that is after after trump law all that redistricting that took place all over the country not just in southern states or red states all over the country they did this redistricting and that leads us to what has happened to that crazy situation down in Tennessee pop quiz does anyone know what state the Ku Klux Klan was founded or where I won't even let you guess too long it's Tennessee where they've suspended two black young men one of them is 27 years old in the house of representative for standing up for what the people are calling for in tennessee is a ban on assault weapons they took it to the floor and were making a protest and they have now expelled them from the yeah. house of representatives in tennessee
0: and the kicker is there was a white lady involved in that protest there's pictures of her right there arm in arm with these two young black democrats uh she was absolutely there's no question she was a part of the protest there's no question she was a part of what's going on and they decided to let her stay yeah so we kick out the black guys but they keep the but they keep the white lady um so our dear friend Dr. Tim Stewart is with us yes Dr. Tim that was a little slip of the tongue on LZ's part not suspended but expelled oh, they <laughs> totally kicked them out of the house, the Tennessee State House of Representatives but again they leave the black the, they leave the white lady
1: yeah.
0: no offense to anybody living in Tennessee um but is it not is Tennessee just not becoming the it seems like it's becoming the haven for white supremacy at this point and anti-LGBTQ legislation and and what's next? I mean, are they gonna kick out people that are born with only one arm? Are they gonna kick out Nothing. people that are born with deformity? It
1: it's crazy. Right. And and even when you look at the representative the the number prior to the expelling of two of its members there were 72 republicans and 25 democrats in the house of representatives in tennessee now that number is 23 to 72 almost 4 to 1 uh and so basically tennessee can run anything they want through in terms of legislation right now and it's going to pass the democrats i mean I don't know what the filibuster law is that they might be able to filibuster, but they can't do it for a whole season. Some of that stuff gonna pass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be time to uh let's have the biggest pride parade in history in Nashville <laughs> this year. Like let's flood Nashville with a hundred thousand folks dressed in drag. Right. All right. You don't have you don't have to be gay to do drag, by the way. There's a lot of politicians. <laughs> we got proof of that. A lot of politicians <laughs> too. So, um, and, you know, I, I get it. I, I am sure we, we do know good people in Tennessee that are not on board with this crap. We right. do know good people that are voting Democratic. And yeah, it's tough when you're outweighed three, almost four to one uh, to get anything done. That's where I think it's it's time for the people to stand up. And if we are a one nation, then I don't you know if 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 M, if Marjorie Taylor Greene can leave her district and go to New York City, as we also saw this this week, mm-hmm. uh, and and make her voice known in New York in in a criminal case, then I think the everyday people can stand up and make our voice known in Tennessee. Yeah, uh, I don't go through there every off, very often, but I get through. I drive through once, maybe twice a year. Next time I drive through, I'm driving through in drag. I'll put a, mm-hmm. I'll put on a wig and make it, you know, raise some eyebrows when I stop for gas or w- it, see if they pull me over. But it's we, we're gonna have. I think we have to start taking some not violent, but radical
1: action. And and the question becomes, you know, the real question becomes, is this a glimpse of the future? Will this type of thing start happening all across this country where the speakers begin to expel members who are galvanizing the constituency to pressure them to do things? Or with someone that they don't like, they'll just come up with something to expel them. Uh, You know,
0: it's interesting. There's a story that uh, if you dig into this one a little bit, folks, this same Speaker of the House in 2019 refused to expel a member or even um, or even investigate a member that was accused of sexual assault when they taught in a high school back in the 1980s. So a member got elected. Uh, Once elected, they were accused of these sexual improprieties as a school teacher, as a high school teacher, uh, with members of a girls basketball team. But the current, the speaker refused to investigate, saying he didn't want to do anything to go against the will of the people, because this person had newly been elected, had just been elected. But You know, here we are a few years later and uh, it would appear their thoughts on that matter have devolved because these guys were just elected and they're standing up for the voice of the people, but not the voice that the white majority in Tennessee wants to hear. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And 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 the other part, you know, in addition to to a, a, a front to the black and brown communities. It's also young people. I know, I'm not sure, both of the gentlemen are Justin, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. I'm not sure how old Pearson is, but Justin Jones is 27 years old, one of the youngest representatives in, in Tennessee, black, all white, I think. And so young people should be looking at this saying, wait a minute, you know, because they criticized him saying that, uh, he didn't use the right. Or they didn't use the right decorum, and we know now a lot of the younger people, Gen Z, um, and 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 X, right? They're saying we're tired of following these rules. And you're talking about let's go slow by slow. Let's follow the process. We followed the process in '65 for civil rights. A hundred years later, the same old stuff is still happening yeah and these young people know that they see that they're saying we're not going to go all of this time and basically nothing's changed we we need change and we need it now we're not going to play this tilly winks game with you and and at the end of the game nothing's really happened.
0: yep justin pearson uh is 29 actually just looked that up so yeah both these men are under 30 years of age um, in many circles would still can be considered young adults. Um, mm-hmm. And but they took the,, um, they took the effort to get involved, where most kids don't, they, a lot of kids think this politics is a lost cause. They don't want to be involved. Now, I'm always remember reminded of the, uh, I can never remember if it's Plato or Socrates, but to ignore politics is to be ruled by a lesser man and but these young guys they're saying wait a minute we want to make change we want to get involved and no sorry we're not gonna let that happen right you got you guys are, are raising too much cane as it were <laughs> i do like hearing this uh dr tim stewart again lives in nashville and i know dr tim is very um on top of what's going on and active uh sharing the plans are currently being made to have a minister in drag, give a Sunday talk at a Nashville church. Uh, That is fabulous. If uh, Dr. Tim says he'll keep me informed. So uh, we'll see what we can do to maybe simulcast that or give you a heads up when that's going to happen. So, we can share that as well. Thank you, Dr. Tim, for chiming in there. Uh, everyone else that's watching, Wayne in Calgary, Linda here in Colorado, uh, Fiona over in Geneva, and anyone else that I might have missed or hasn't chatted in yet, thanks for being with us here this morning. Um, when I heard this story about Clarence Thomas last night, I just I was like, uh, well, I know what we're talking about. And then about a half an hour later, I saw the story on the Tennessee guys. And... Um, <sighs> I guess you know, one of the real questions is the is I was also reminded last night of a Winston Churchill quote where he said, and I might paraphrase this the wrong way, but what he said was something to the effect of democracy is the worst form of government that we've tried. But it's better than all the other ones we've tried. <laughs> So what comes after democracy? Yeah. Because it would appear that the American democratic experience is failing and is crumbling in front of our very eyes. From what's happening in Tennessee to the whole debacle with Donald Trump. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious, folks. They didn't fingerprint and handcuff the man and mugshot him this time around. But, hey, this is the easiest one he's going to beat the ones that are coming after this are going to be a lot harder and somewhere like Georgia, we are going to get that mugshot sooner or later, everywhere we turn, it would appear that and even the Supreme court today or yesterday refused to hear an appeal on the Tennessee law. Um, that is anti LGBTQ. So we're burning books in our schools. Is it time for a new thought on democracy? on how we govern um and how we how we govern
1: yeah and 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 you know we have to really sit down both sides if you will and have real conversations not this not this i'm going to censor you i'm going to expel you i'm going to you know gaslight you none of this craziness that we've devolved into uh, just to stay in power even though you know what's being done is wrong there's no way that they can tell me that if there's a person who was elected was in some kind of had some kind of allegations whether any kind of allegations that would would jeopardize or compromise their ability to be effective in their office they should be investigated now it may turns out that there's nothing to it and that's fine but it needs to be investigated. You don't say we're not going to investigate it because he just got elected and the people put him there and we don't want to go against the will. You know, if they are, if they are that blatant with such things as that, what are they doing in the closet or in the dark or in the back rooms? And when, when no one's there, what right. are they talking about? What are they planning?
0: Yeah. I've heard it said that, uh, this is the last gasp of a dying system of white patriarchal superiority um i damn well hope so (laughs) (laughs) right and and i'm you know and it's easy to say okay well let's just uh, elect a black woman and let's let the black women lead for a while let's let the women lead for a while and it's It's not that easy, folks. Um If it was, I think we would have done it by now. Mm-hmm. And the there is still a majority that are predominantly white, are predominantly men, are predominantly elders that believe they know what's best. Mm-hmm. But when has ev- when has holding on to the past ever been? what's best this is an evolving Mm. planet it's an evolving culture we are evolving people and if we are not facing if you don't recognize that we are facing our own evolution in all of this um i think you're blind to it you know, yeah. Linda is sharing. It may be time for a new constitutional convention, which would include better checks and balances and quant- consequences for misconduct. Absolutely, Linda. I've been saying that for a number of years now. Um, however, uh, <laughs> let's see if we can get Lindsey Graham and and the, and that gang to agree to a new constitutional convention. I think we'd be looking at a new civil war if we tried that. Unfortunately. You, you know,
1: and, and what we really need, right, I would suggest, is that we need young people in these next few elections to go out and campaign and and run for office in droves. Yeah. And and begin to replace and displace some of these guys who've made this a a career and they've been doing this. For 20, 30 years, and they're comfortable. They have power, they have money, they have prestige, they have influence, and they will do anything to keep it. Yeah. And and they're not gonna, and so so we and because it is an elected position, we have to replace these guys. We and 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 women. I mean, if there if there are any women in there that are not holding true to what what the constitution says and i think from a new thought perspective what has to happen because i don't think we're going to get a congress we have to begin to look at universal principles of balance and fairness Mm -hmm. and and correspondence and, and and all these things that are very apparent to everyone and how do we implement that in human society
0: yeah exactly great questions Um, we have to find a way to put that question in front of every lawmaker's face and we have to do it every day until change starts to occur. And, you know, that's part of it, folks. New thought is not some airy-fairy magical thinking that I'm just going to say it and click, it's going to be so. Um, It takes daily repetitive action. It takes daily commitment to the vision of what we wish to experience. It takes daily commitment and action mm-hmm. towards making these things uh, true. Dr. Tim's uh, sharing again that uh, don't worry about all of this, folks. But the, uh, the point is that uh, according to a 1993 report of the New York Times, Clarence Thomas told his law clerks that his desire to be on the Supreme Court was to make liberals miserable. So, right, right there, we can see that his entire career as a justice is now tainted by the bias because we can't trust whether he made any decision according to law or right. just according to his feelings. Right, right. They're right. not there to enforce feelings, folks. <laughs> They're there to interpret the law, just like the police are not there to enforce someone's feelings. They're there to enforce the law. And we seem, and it seems that not only the police get this wrong, but the highest, some of the highest, high, you know, some of the greatest lawyers supposedly in our land get it wrong. He's there enforcing feelings. Well, hell, I feel like I'll have another champagne as we go around that island in Malaysia. Shit. You know? I think
1: yeah. I'll have two. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we have. When we look at what has happened in politics and democracy over the last six years, um, we we have, I think, almost given up the right to go to any country and tell them that they should be a democracy. Now, I'm saying that tongue in cheek. But if we are trying to be the example of what democracy looks like and the great success of democracy and and how good it is and how fair it is, anyone with with a half an eye will look at this and say, that is such a crock because people are not being respected. People are being discounted. uh, People are being killed a week before we try to pass a bill to limit an assault rifle that shoots 900 rounds a minute killing nine people of six people three nine-year-olds and the state house looks at it and 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 kind of scoffs almost i mean a lot of a lot of the countries that we're trying to get democracy in, well we have all that kind of craziness going on now without democracy
0: right Yep. You know, it was a uh, British politician, Lord Acton, uh, in the 19th century, who originally said, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I think that's what we're, we're seeing. Um, now, there's, there are other perspectives. Dear Fiona over in uh, Europe shares with us that the European perspective is that China and Russia are trying to de- destroy democracy in, in America. Um, very possible. Very real. Um, absolutely can see that. And Linda asks, what form of government we, do we want, if not democracy? Exactly. And I think there, there must be something more. There must be something different, something we haven't seen or something we haven't created yet. Um, so a new constitutional Congress may very well be in order. Um, it might be time for democracy 2.0. Uh, it might be so- time for something totally different. Like, you know, Bernie Sanders has been screaming, the, raising the flag of um, democratic socialism for a long time, yeah. but everybody just hears socialist and, and runs away screaming, uh, right? So there has to be, again, we can't just keep doing what we've been doing because it's proven again and again and again to lead to racist power grabs to um to just outright uh power grabs to to the type of corruption that we're seeing with with clarence thomas after 20 years there's no way you know this is wrong he knows he should be reporting these things but he also knows that, well, I got away with it once. Let's try it a second year. Oh, that's two years they haven't ta- caught me. I'll get to try it again. Oh, after four or five years, it becomes an entitlement that uh, that's just what.
1: who I, I, I'm just above it all. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and then you tell me he's accept- He's susceptible to, to taking trips. And then he says, his wife's involvement in the in the January 6th thing had no influence on him at, at all whatsoever. I'm like, really now? I'm supposed to believe that <laughs> you, you you're in the house with, with your wife every day, you're sleeping in, in the same house. I don't know if you're sleeping in the same bed, but you're definitely in the same house, and there's no influence.
0: Right. Yeah. Get out that, of Dodge. <laughs> That's a blatant lie. <laughs> <laughs> Show me one man that truthfully has never been influenced by his wife or significant other or partner or, or influenced by his love relation. And I'm going to show you a man that's lying through his teeth at you. It's it just doesn't happen. Yeah. It, that's partnership. As, exactly. I get the basis of partnership is that we're there to, to support and influence each other. Yeah. Uh, so um Yeah. Um, and Dr. Tim reminds us again that the Tennessee House wouldn't even discuss what happened at Covenant School and one of the most recent gun violent crimes in the nation and they won't discuss it but we're going to kick people out for not having followed decorum folks this country wasn't built on decorum (laughs) it was a pretty ugly bloody shit show getting here (laughs) I don't think why I don't understand why I, I get it, right? I'm not calling for armed insurrection. I'm not calling for everybody to storm their state house. I'm not calling for legislators to carry guns in their state house. but I am saying we have to open our eyes and we have to be willing to take a look and say we can do better. We can do better.
1: You mean to tell me you're telling people to wake up? <laughs> is, is that is that what you're doing? As long as you don't become woke, <laughs> okay,
0: okay. You wake up, just, you know. Just don't become woke, is what I'm being told. <laughs> That's what my advisors are telling me. Just stay away from that woke thing.
1: <laughs> we have we have dug a such a deep rabbit hole that we were in with so many burrows. I mean, it is just insanity now to to have decent conversation or intelligent conversations. You know, people are, are words that used to be adoring and 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 uplifting are now trigger points and 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 hitting bombs, and so people are afraid to even bring up the real issues because it may be held against you.
0: <laughs> right. Yep. It's uh. That's true. Anything you could say, and you just gave me a great image, right? It it's as if. The the rabbit burrows have we've burrowed underneath the foundation of everything, and they're and they're all interconnected. Guns, LGBTQ issues, uh, transgender issues, all the various things that are going on in our nation. All these rabbit burrows are connected, and they're 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 undercutting the foundation of our democracy. Not because they're there, but because we're not willing to look at it, because we're not willing to say, hey, what can we do? How do we stop this infestation of separation and division and accusation and name calling and all the the vitriol that's going on out there? It is more than ever time for us to get together and strengthen the foundation because we're built on a foundation, I believe, of oneness. Right. All men created equal. We we'll get rid of the word men, right? Let's get gender and and but all people are created equal. Yeah. And I don't, you know, as much as i I rail about it, I don't want anybody to feel that they're being outlawed. I don't want anybody to feel that they're being marginalized. Yes, I'd like to take guns off the streets. Yes, I'd like to slow down. I'd like to impede the manufacturing of new weapons, um, but I think there's enough knives out there too, and I think there's enough billy clubs out there too. I don't think we need to create any more of any of those things. But what we, what I do want to see us create is more dialogue, more, um, more love in the world, more compassion in the world, more understanding. If you fall down flat in the in the street. I'm not going to ask you who you voted for before I try to help you up. Right. If you get hit in a car accident, I'm not going to ask you what's your stand on abortion or LGBT rights before I call 911 and try to get you some help. We've got to start acting, all of us, and that includes our politicians and elected officials and appointed officials. We got to start acting like we're all in this together.
1: Yeah, we, we are we are one family, whether we and 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 if you if you if you have done any work in genealogy, it may not have been the work in the beginning. But right now, everybody is mixed, cross, double time, triple time with everybody else. Yeah. Uh, and and we are all one family. We have to start acting that way or we're going to burn the whole house down. Genealogy
0: reports for everyone. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> you want to come into the
0: Ku Klux Klan? Sure. <laughs> Fill out here. Here's a little file. Go spit in that. We're going to send that off. And if you're not a hundred percent pure white, oh, sorry, you can't join. And you know what? That 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 organization will fall apart in a
1: minute. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get small, small, I'm telling you. Uh, I, you know. I, I there, there's a, there's the show on PBS with about genealogy, know your roots or find your roots, and it's it's amazing how many people who were told one thing and find out they look white, but their ancestor, some of someone in their ancestry was black or from Africa or or from from a Spanish-speaking Latin American company, country, and 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 now their whole perspective has changed or has to change, right? Because right. You know, it it opens up. It, it's like I saw one one uh, when the whole thing on police brutality and 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 George Floyd was around. It was a, it was a white woman uh, whose daughter was in an interracial marriage, and 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 she said, you know, I heard it before, but I really hear it now because that black kid driving down the street is my grandkid now. Mm, yeah. And it takes on a whole new meaning as to how I look at this and whether I think it's serious or not.
0: Right. Exactly. Linda asks uh, How can we integrate the threads of golden truths that flow through all religions into our government? Absolutely, Linda. I think that's the question we're asking as well. Um, wow. How do we, because there's still a lot of pride in calling America a white Christian nation? Mm-hmm. No, we're not. Um, mm-hmm. we don't act very Christian if you ask me in many cases and we got, that's a whole nother program. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not very white any longer either. And, and I approve of that message. I, I approve of that idea. We need to let go of a false narrative that we are a white Christian nation and recognize that we are a multicolored, multicultural, nation of beings
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah we, we 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 have some we have some, some miles to go before we get to the destination where where we living in a world that works for all but it's doable we we, we we have the vehicles we have the tools we have the drivers let's start getting this stuff in line and I think it starts with those people who were just expelled young people of color Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native yep. American, uh, you know, Scandinavian, uh, everywhere. Just get it. Let's get all the young people in there and yep. get this old way of thinking out of office. Now we don't know what that's going to bring either, but I'm pretty sure it can't be much worse than what's going on right now.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we are the Tennessee Three. I- I'm with you. I think it's time for all of us to stand with the Tennessee three. So, Hey folks, we want to take just a brief moment and say thank you to our sponsors and donors. Uh, but we're not done yet. Don't go away. We're going to come right back with our final thoughts here today. Uh, but before we do, please help us say, thank you. Please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors and donors, including the Hefferlin foundation, affiliated new thought network, international new thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation. Center for Spiritual Living, Denver. Center for Spiritual Living, Midtown Atlanta. New Thought, Philadelphia. Planned Happiness Institute. Summit Center for Spiritual Living. Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake. Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener. Ohm Center for Spiritual Living. Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey. Unity of Savannah, Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, and all of our individual donors and sponsors. Thank you for being a part of the New Thought Media Network. Please come be
1: you. Not sure what happened to my co-host there. Um, I'm assuming that he will be back shortly, but but now this is the time that we uh we go into final thoughts. And my final thought is this for today. Well, it looked like we ended the broadcast. No, we're still going, so I'm not sure what happened to my co-host. But but there's a quote by John F. Kennedy that reads like this. It says, so let us begin anew, remembering on both sides that civility is not a sign of weakness and sincerity is always subject to proof. Let us never negotiate out of fear, but let us never, yeah, let us never negotiate out of fear. Let both sides explore what problems unite Instead of belaboring those problems which divide us, and so that's where we are right now. And that's the final thought for today: is that let us begin to be civil. Let us begin to be uh, uh, to have this idea where we can begin to fix the problems and 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 allow everything. To come to a gracious, loving point of view. And so let's begin to do that not yesterday, but today. And with that, I wish everyone a happy Easter weekend. um, And just want to make sure that everyone is safe and sound and keeping our spirits high. So, with that, have a wonderful weekend. See you next time. Bye bye. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking. <laughs> we'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other <laughs> our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.